هاي تسلسل سفن انجنير بودكاست ناو مي عبد الرحمن عاطف اند دكتور غانم كشواني وي ار دوينغ ذا سفن انجنير بودكاست ذات وي كان توك اباوت ذا بينيفيت اباوت ذا سفن انجنير اند ذا فايت وي كان فايت ذا سفن انجنير وي كان دو ذا بيست وي كان دو اند اي هوب يو كان لايك ات ثانك يو ليديز اند جنتلمان ان ذس اوبوزيت وي ار كان سبيك اباوت ذا بروفيشنال انجنير اند روت تو ذا بروفيشنال انجنير اند اتس بينيفيت وورلد وايد ات هاز ماني بينيفيت اند اتس يوزفول فور اول سفن انجنير تو ستارت تو جو to the route to the professional engineer. What do you think about it, Ghanem? Well, Ato, I think it is very vital and crucial for every engineer to be aware about the professional culture. You know, many people, they think after they finish their academic uh, diploma that uh, it is enough to go and uh, practice engineering, especially in the Middle East, yet it is not enough. And we need the professional culture. And the good thing about the professional culture is the continuous improvement, because maybe you get your academic certificate, but many people, and me and you, Atof, you know that they get their engineering diploma, after a while they didn't use it. So it's really hard. If you don't use it, you lose it. But being professional engineer, this status, it uh, forces you to practice your engineering and uh, especially by something called continuous personal development that you show the evidence that you are practicing engineering. And I think this is the the beauty and the strength of being professional engineering that you are committed. It is like a license that you are doing this and you are practicing your engineering. And, you know, as you know, as a professional engineering, uh, there is many forms like chartered engineer in the UK, a professional engineer in US, P inch uh, in uh, Canada, or chartered uh, CP inch in Australia, and have a different form. And I believe you have a good experience in it. Uh, yeah, actually, I got you know, I go through them, all of them, actually. There are also there are in the UK, there's a chartered civil engineer, and in, they have also chartered uh, construction manager, which if someone wants to go specialize in the construction management. However, in Canada, they have what's called B-Eng, which is similar like the charter engineering in the UK. It's almost the same procedures for academic and professional. What is good in the professional engineer is they are not going to test you on technical. They are using you based on your experience or how you develop, because actually no one can know all the technical thing. For example, if you tell me now about shear moment diagram, I don't know them now. I forget them. Really, who the hell can I run shear moment diagram or can I design a steel member after 10 years of study? The professional engineer is going to take your experience and how you apply your engineering skill in the field. And even if you go their exams, their exam is not about your ability to know technical things. It's their ability to know what can you do? How can you improve your professional engineering? For example, if you go Canada, for example, they have what's called National Professional Engineering Exam. This exam is asking you more, more official about the professionalism. They are asking you more about the contract and based on your experience. The same in the charter in the UK and the chartered construction manager. They are asking you, give an example from real case scenario, real case life, what you did and how you resolve it as an engineer. And also they are asking you, and as you said, Ghanem, about the CBD, which is very important to how to develop your thing annually. How to mention every time annually, like uh, for example, every year, how you will develop yourself an engineer because engineer is dynamic, you know, the dynamic measure. You have to show out that they are developing each year. Besides that, besides the professional engineer and the BE, there are other certificates like PMP, which is professional project management in US. If someone wants want to be like a licensed project manager. And as I said earlier, also charter construction manager, if you want to be special in construction manager. Those are the same of civil engineering, but it is more specialized 
about a specific measure. Do you think you agree about that, Ghanem? You know, out of, um, I was very fortunate to be the first chartered civil engineers in, uh, as a UAE national. Which is great. And I totally believe that, yeah, and uh, and especially like for 200 years, and it's such a privilege and honor and it's a responsibility. And um, I can assure you that the things that you learn from these chartered body or professional bodies is really totally different than what you read in academia. Like, you know, even if you have your PhD, your bachelor, master in civil engineering, these things are more, quote-unquote, real to the uh, to the industry. You know, they give you the current challenge that you are facing. So I believe in this, um, if I can quote Dr. Wallah Ghanem, uh, terminology, industrial professionalism and industrial academia, that you have something with academia, the literature review, the all the says, and at the same time, you need to have this industrial value, industrial sense. And I believe chartered and for all the profession certificate, it is the right tool. And um, I believe as of now, we are in the process. So maybe you can share with the audience how it shaped you to become a, a chartered engineer, how it can boost uh, your engineer skills, especially, for example, if we go focus on chartered civil engineers, about the nine attributes that the Institute of Civil Engineering, they're focusing it and the Engineering Council. So since you are going through the process, maybe your insights is, um, uh, will be really valuable for the current audience who want to start this uh, professional engineering journey. Well, actually, yes, I'm in the process. Thank, thank for Tuganem who pushed me to go through it, actually, which I really thank for, for him. He pushed me to go to the charter shop. Otherwise, I won't go it. Well, actually, there is a first, like, I would tell you an example for the ICE. First, you have to evaluate your academic skill. They can evaluate your master, your certificate, like, which are like bachelor degree or a master degree. Then there are nine attributes. Nine attributes is like a skill, like, for example, safety, quality, professionalism, ability to your technical skill. And you give an example from each part and how you develop it. And to give an example, how you do for each part, how you use it in your real life scenario, with an evidence, of course. Those are considered evidence. After you submit your nine attributes, you have to submit your CBD, which are continuation of personal development. So you have to show in the last three years what you do, how you improve yourself. And you have to submit like how many hours, what is the activity and how to benefit you. Like, for example, you took, you went a webinar, you took a course, you listen a podcast, you listen anything related for engineer. All of us are reading. And people, unfortunately, people think reading is just you have to open the book. It's not like that now these days. You have an online course, many of them, like ETX, Coursia. Even, you know, you have this linked reading these days. It's free. It's a free platform. You can just open a reading also. People listening from audio, like for example, audiobook, which is a new fashion, which I like them actually. And also there are podcasts like us, the Seven Engineering Pipes. Out of if I may ask you that uh, you don't agree that like me and you, we went to the same uh, university for our studies. And uh, do you don't agree that there is lack of uh, awareness about this professional certificate. Like me and you, we don't really have... Um, a comprehensive awareness about this professional certificate. I think academia in general now, since I'm working now as an academic now, I think there is a lack of awareness about professional certificate that people uh, in academia don't emphasize in it its importance. Do you agree with this point? Yeah, yeah, actually I agree with you because the academic people, they never consider about it. Even they never introduce people about it. Like for example, like in the university, we never listen anything about this chartership. 
we never even even that time when we were taking the university we never did any fe or be exam now they they added we did we, we did an fe i think but still we don't have we didn't know why we are doing that i mean may i mean yeah it was in the first beginning but still as you said there is no reasoning why why we should be professional even if there is fe or pe nobody told us about the chartered about pmp about all these certificates we didn't have the culture of that actually to correct that it was not an fe it was called cae it was similar to fe mm-hmm. but this is not an official one they entered they added later on okay okay they added okay. later on mm-hmm. okay. after we graduate unfortunately unfortunately mm-hmm. however i noted i actually don't have this concept actually unless unless this is mandatory so the people don't know about it also even when i start my master's degree i didn't know about it unless by luck i was passing by that time the corridor of the university i saw the brochure of the ic i said why not just register since i'm you know i'm studying at that time in british university log on the username and password and register and have a username voila i have a username now wow I didn't know about it after I graduated. Also, I watched something not only in academic, also in professionalism. Unfortunately, here in the Middle East, big company only ask about this chartership, which are mostly British or American company or Canadian, Australian, where they have the chartership. But medium and small scale company, they never ask about it. Because you know why? It's not implemented yet in the Middle East. If it is implemented in the Middle East, people will start seeing about it. People will start sharing about it. And out of correct me if I'm wrong, that having this uh, professor certificate for people who consider like for working in another country or immigration, it will help them. There. I mean, it'll give you like some point for immigration, like in different countries in Canada, Australia, and UK. Uh, is it right? Well, actually, yes, first, and give some point. And also, what is good thing that if you can get one, it's easier for you to get the other because they have agreement between them, like Washington Accord, Dublin Accord. There are some professional agreement between these countries. Like if you get one, you can equivalent it to other professional. Like, a B, like for example, if you get the ICE, Chartered Civil Engineer in UK, you can qualify it to BNG or Chartered BNG in Australia, which is a way easier. That's a good thing, and it helps also and for and give also extra credential for you. They're giving extra point for them, and you have a better chance when you start going there to find a job easier. You are a professional engineer. You are a licensed engineer now. Even you gonna get a stamp. You gonna stamp yourself like your BH, which is a great thing. Uh, out of, I mean, finally in this episode, I just want to emphasize that being professional engineer or a chartered. It is not a title to add to your name. It is a responsibility. And one of your responsibilities is to uh, to emphasize other people to become a chartered or professional. So this is my final thought for, every, uh, for all audience who uh, eventually and hopefully they will become professional engineer is to emphasize other engineer to be uh, professional. Because as I said, it is a responsibility. It is not just a title to put it in your business card. Any final thought from your side, Atul? It shall be implemented here in the Middle East to have what's called chartered engineer here. For example, to have here chartered civil engineer in UAE, chartered civil engineer in Saudi, chartered civil engineer in Yemen. Like, you know, Arabic countries start to have what's called chartership. Unfortunately, we don't have it here. And shall be with the concept of agreement between other countries, like in the Washington Accord, Dublin Accord, to have some sort of agreement. Like if you get charter from one country, you can easy to transfer to other and also I want to ask to our nice audience, what about the chartership? Have you ever heard about it? What do you like it or not? Is it beneficial for you or not? Please comment and share it and mention our comment like an Apple podcast, Google, Stitch, Spotify. We are all the platform. Also, anyone has a comment, please talk to us, comment to us. We are ready to answer and we can speak together 
and we can, even we can put your topic in the next episode hopefully so good luck guys i wish you the best take care and see you to wrap it up this episode hopefully you're gonna like it i wish you the most work and good luck and see you another episode yeah thank, thank you. you you guys have a good day and good night thank you good night.